0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The episode that you're about to hear was recorded a couple of
1: weeks ago before the coronavirus pandemic took over all of our hearts, heads, and timelines. But... One of the things that I think is worth saying is that it's more important now than ever to support small, local Irish businesses. So if after this you have a little spare cash, you want to check out the Jando website and order something, I'm sure they would be incredibly grateful because it's going to be so difficult for Irish and all small businesses to stay afloat after this. And every little thing that we can do to help really does help. Enjoy the episode. welcome to another episode of how to be sound the podcast where I writer and journalist Rosemary McCabe speak to people that I suspect may be sounder than I am slightly I think I'm getting sounder as I'm as I'm going along doing the podcast if you're not already you can sign up to my patreon patreon.com slash rosemary mccabe with an a in my mac and it really helps support the podcast and you'll also get a minimum of three original essays each week written by obviously me Today's guest is Julie McLaughlin of Jando, and rather than talk about Jando off the bat, I want to take a little bit of a walk down memory lane and make Julie recount a story that she's told now, I'd say, about three million times. <laughs> Julie, tell me about your well. Hi, and welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> and tell me about your wedding invitations. So a couple of years
2: ago, we, well, we got, we decided to get married unproposed proposed in Brooklyn and I have a massive family and we didn't want the typical Irish wedding where you've got 60 million people and half them you don't really know. So we only wanted close family and friends. So we decided to get married in New York, but it was in the middle of the recession. So it's expensive to get married in New York, it's expensive to travel to New York. So we wanted to create something quite special for our guests. We'd never done anything kind of design or anything like that before. So it was something brand new. We were looking for something, I suppose, that reflected us and our personalities. And there was just nothing on the market. Um, So we decided, right, we're going to do it ourselves. So we came up with this idea of creating a hardback book wedding invitation. And essentially what we did was we took out the first 40 pages of the book and we created our own. So not everyone who attended the wedding knew each other. So we created a, a little kind of a bio, a um, little profile picture, and a little bio of everybody attending. So that was kind of their introduction to each other before before the actual day. And then we put in the story about us, so how we met. We put in the good, the bad, the ugly. We didn't leave anything out. And then we put in kind of you know things like um i'm a, I'm a ho- well, actually, I used to be a hoarder. I'm no longer a hoarder, but I used to be. So I had all our t- our cinema ticket stubs and concert ticket stubs and everything. And we put in loads of that kind of stuff. But what we also did with the rest of the book, then we sealed all the pages, we stuck them all together, and we cut out a secret compartment in the back and we put in luggage tags and kind of confetti and badges. And on the luggage tags, we put janda airlines and on the dust jacket of the book, we put a Jando publication and nobody got it. My mother didn't get it. My sister didn't get it. But Jando is Julie N. Doan, J and O, Endo, own with a No. So without us realising, that's actually how Jando was born. And it was just, we got such great feedback from it that we came back from our honeymoon and we realised we might actually have something here. We work quite well together and let's keep going.
1: <laughs> and I, here we are. I have several questions relating to all this. Okay, Did go you spend
2: it. a fortune on postage? Uh, no, no was that we only had 40 people at the wedding. So we made everyone come to us. We had a little party and we handed them all out. (laughs) So no, but otherwise, yes, we would have had to. Um, We did have to send, we would friends in in the States and in the UK and in Australia. We did have to post those. So I suppose, you know, we made up for, you know, giving the hand personally, delivering them to everybody else. So it was fine. But uh, yeah, we dodged that one.
1: (laughs) I just, that's a very specific pain that I relate to because I've lately started doing mail outs for for subscribers at a certain level. I just like once a month I sit down and I, I write and stamp and address 50 envelopes and it oh yeah. makes me not never want to get married except for, <laughs> I totally do want to get married. <laughs> totally unrelated now, but it. how did you cure your hoarding? You said you were a hoarder
2: and you're not a hoarder anymore. Um, I think it's from living in a tiny one bedroom shoebox. And, you know, like when I look back, We lived on bachelor's walk for 13 years and you couldn't fit in the door with all my crap. And I think it was actually when we were doing the wedding invitations and I was like, you know, I had like a receipt from like when we went for a pint and we were only, you know, we were only seeing each other like two weeks or something. And I thought, oh, my God, this is just but we scanned them all for the wedding invitations then. And then I was like, well, listen, I don't really need these things anymore. But we've since moved to Smithfield and we've a bigger space now, but we've got our studio there. And I just felt, okay, moving now, new new apartment, new life, new me, that's it. And I chucked everything. I keep nothing now. Don't ask me how or what was the trigger, but I don't keep anything anymore. That's really bad.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I think, I think that's kind of amazing. And it's also, in a way, you being such a hoarder worked really well for that specific project. Yeah, I think so. And maybe you got to then go, okay, I did that for a reason. That was the reason, now I can move on.
2: Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I've actually, do you know, it's funny. I've never really thought about it. I think now I like saying I'm no longer a hoarder and I'm very proud of that fact, <laughs> you know, maybe self-cured. Is,
1: is that a thing? I don't know. But uh, yeah, no longer a hoarder. Yeah, well, I mean, definitely self-cured. Like it wasn't Marie Kondo. No, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> so back to Jando, you mentioned mm. that neither of you had ever designed anything before. Mm. You didn't work in design. What were no. you doing at that point that you started doing the wedding, so, your wedding invitation? Yeah,
2: so well, my background, I did a business degree. It was with economics and French. And I was working actually, I was actually working in marketing, the research side of things, not the side that could in any way help Jando at all, but um, the research side of things um, and almost in finance. So like the completely polar opposites of of anything that we're doing now. But we always like I, I did, I did art for the Leaving Cert and the Junior Cert and always loved it. And own comes from a family of architects, so I think it's always kind of been there within us. And even like you know up to before the wedding, Owen kind of was always kind of tricking around with stuff. And because his uncles were older than him, or are older than him, so I suppose when they were you know coming home from college, they'd have their projects and stuff, and own would see them. And so I think the kind of the interest was always there, but like completely different to what we're doing now. And plus, we'd never really properly worked together on anything, do you know. And this was a real I suppose passion project. And yeah, I suppose we enjoyed it so much, and we realised actually we've. Kind and I got something here and the reaction we got was great. Like we went on and, you know, we did, we came back from, you know, we came back from honeymoon and was like, okay, what do we do now, <laughs> you know, because we'd spent so long working on them. So we set up an Etsy shop and we were sending wedding invitations all over the world. It was nuts. And, you know, we did everything from, like, I remember we did like a 12 foot um, table plant for a couple in California. And then for this, this fab couple in Brooklyn, they wanted, I had to break this to Owen. I thought he was going to go insane, but they had this idea where the guys, they wanted all these kind of like power women as, as part of their wedding staff. Stationary. So they wanted like Dame Edna place name cards and they wanted Sharon Madonna on their top table thing. And and we just got to the point where it's just we just couldn't be creative ourselves. Do you know what I mean? It was like we were creating everybody else's vision. Mm. And plus brightzillars are a pain. So we just said, Right, that's it. Enough of this.
1: I actually hear that a lot from people that weddings are one of the most stressful, you know, from people who, who are in wedding bands or wedding planners or even makeup artists are saying yeah. they love wedding makeup, mm. but they don't love dealing with the, the wedding well yeah, the, 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 yeah. The, the person in charge of the wedding who often happens to be the bride for a variety of yeah. patriarchal reasons but yes so are you guys self-taught in terms of design or, or what knowledge or Skills yeah. did you have before you started?
2: Um no none, zero. Like I say, I did art for the Leave Insert, but like nothing like what we're doing now, do you know, because you're quite restrictive with that. You kind of do a bit of everything, but no, we're both completely self-thought. Owen was always drawing and doodling when he was younger, like the whole way through, and like I say, his influence from his from his uncles as well. But no, in terms of screen printing, I do all the screen printing, but completely self-thought. You know, YouTube's amazing, great books. Did a course in, in one of the studios in Temple Bar. It was like a like a six-week course, just kind of for, you know, I suppose I had pr- probably created my own bad habits so it was just a case of maybe trying to structure it a little bit more but but no we just kind of threw ourselves in there and tried to figure it out really
1: wow yeah. and did you find after you had done your wedding invitations and you found that it was something you loved did you get a lot of friends and family I ask this because I feel like a lot of creative people get asked to exercise their creative skills for free basically mm-hmm. so did you get a lot of friends and family going oh like you love doing this We will, will, will you run up a Oh, God. Yeah, absolutely. For
2: me. And because and I know they're going to be listening. So this isn't about you guys. <laughs> but um, we we designed my own sister's wedding, entire wedding suite and own sister's wedding suite. But we really wanted to do that. Do you know what I mean? It's something we absolutely want to do. But then, yeah, we got all these requests saying, oh, you know, I've got this coming up or my daughter is doing this. You know, surely can you just do up something like just you know, take five minutes or something or, you know. And yeah, you just have to say, listen, you know, we don't really do that anymore. And we still get it to this day. You know, we got Mm. an email the other day saying, oh, I know you did your sister's wedding invites. I love them. Any chance you could. And it's just not something we do anymore. We just have to kind of draw a line under it and say, no, that's it. But yeah, it does happen.
1: (laughs) So what was your first paid gig? I guess not so much in terms of. You know, you put something in your Etsy shop, but what mm. was the first big commission that you you did? Do you remember?
2: Yeah, so we made a conscious decision to stop doing wedding stationery, and we literally st- closed the Etsy shop for that. We just stopped. And how it actually all happened um, was that one day I was I was actually tidying up after in the middle of my hoarding days, mm-hmm. and I found a folder under the bed. And I was like, what the hell is this? And it was actually a series of prints that I'd only been working on in spare time that we didn't, that I didn't even know about. And I was like, oh my God, what are these? And, you know, it was almost like, you know, I found like a dirty secret or something, <laughs> you know, and I was like, oh my God, these are amazing. And I said, look, we have to get these out there. And he just laughed at me. He said, listen, knock yourself out. I was only, you know, tricking around or whatever. But I went to Jam Art Factory in Temple Bar and I approached them. I said, listen, I've got a collection. And they said, listen, we have a big waiting list, but come in, we'll meet and we'll have a, you know, chat. And I went in and they loved them and they took an entire collection straight away. We didn't even have a collection straight away. It was a couple of pieces that we had to refine and they took them. And a couple of months later, we were still kind of doing that. Jam Art were our one and only stockist, but we had then moved to Smithfield and Around the same time, Jemison in the, in Bow Street, they were relaunching and refurbishing their distillery down there, their visitor center. and we were we weren't even six months in business, and they approached us and asked us, would we do a piece for their for their visitor center in Bow Street?" So the way they work is is that um they'll only use suppliers within Dublin 7. And if they can't get anybody within Dublin 7, they'll move out to the various different postcodes. So they they stay local. So we were, you know, a couple of months in business and one of the biggest, well, the biggest whiskey makers in the world approached us to do a collaboration with them. And like, that was amazing. Do you know, nuts.
1: That is amazing. And did that result in any more work? from people seeing that yeah definitely um I suppose and
2: then look you know yourself with the power of Instagram and everything it's Mm. so visual now but yeah we we did that with them we actually did two pieces for them and then we were working with Trinity College at the minute so they commissioned six pieces over the next over three years so we did one piece last year and they've given us free reign so sometimes with the likes of Jemison, for instance they gave us their Pantone references and they wanted the facade because we're all architectural based and Owen saw the Pantone references, and he thought, "I'm not doing them because we're <laughs> we're all about bright, punchy colours and neons, and they're 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 really muted greens and creams." And he was like, "I'm not doing that." I said, "You have to do it. It's Jamison. You are doing it. You know, we're not going to ruin this. Like, you know, come on." And this is where we'll argue. You know, he says, "No, I'm not doing it," and they don't like it tough. So he did two pieces, and he we went with their colours, and then we did Jando colours. So we did our signature Jando pink. And, and we did a blue and we brought it to the meeting and there was silence and I thought, oh fuck, now this is it, now that's it. You know, Jando's gone before it's even started. And they loved us and they loved both of them. They brought them to focus groups. They, they asked, did we want to sit on the focus groups? We said, no way. And they took both. And the pink one outsells their one, yay! But you are right, though it it does. You know, we we work with Stonehenge in the UK, St Paul's Cathedral, Battersea Power Station. So we we've been really really fortunate. We we've, we've got some really great collaborations coming up this year. That's really really exciting. And yeah, it's just I suppose because you know we're very very fortunate that. We, you know, we're 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 now at the stage where we're given free reign. So people know what we do. They they know the colors that we choose and everything. So it's very rare that will be that will there'll be restrictions put on us. As they know we need it like this, you know, in this color palette and so on. So yeah, it's exciting.
1: And how do you find that working together has affected your personal relationship? (laughs) So
2: listen, it's um, look. Obviously, you know you've you've got moments where you you know we're like that couple out of Father Ted sometimes, you know. But like we're really lucky, and without sounding really really cheesy, like. It's amazing to be able to do something that we both love with someone that you love. I know that sounds a bit cheesy, but it is. Like we've, like Owen and I have been together for nearly 20 years. So we know how each other tick, but then we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. So for instance, you know, Owen will look after 90% of our social media side of things. Whereas um, kind of, you know, emailing, orders and all that kind of stuff, that's me. So, you know, we don't try and do the same things together because nothing would ever get done. But yeah, we have our moments. Definitely, of course we do. Owen's an absolute perfectionist. Uh, drives me insane I'm really messy drives him insane but you know it's you kind of make it work do you know what I mean sometimes it can be a little bit hard to switch off you know like on the weekends it's kind of all you talk about but I suppose we grew it from nothing it became so organic and it grew so organically that you know it's it's our lives really it's everything we don't have kids this is everything for us do you know what I mean so yeah it's great
0: (laughs) Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live
1: <laughs> and do you have any rules or any Kind of regular things that you instigate. You know, the way you hear couples saying, we make sure we have a date night once a month where we don't talk about work, or, you know, do you have anything like that
2: that you do? Yeah, like we try. Like we definitely do try. um, But then, of course, something will ping on your phone. It was like, oh my God, oh my God. You know what I mean? Or, fucking, I have to deal with this kind of thing. Do you know? Mm. But no, we definitely do try. I mean, you know, like date nights and all that kind of stuff, definitely. But then I suppose, do you know what's kind of great is that because we work for ourselves, like Saturday, for instance, um, we had a whole day planned out. We knew exactly, we went for a walk, we knew exactly what we were going to do for the day we had it all down on paper what we were going to do and then I was like oh fuck it we just have a movie day and he's like (laughs) yeah a movie day so it's things like that that we just do you know what I mean that we know when we can kind of take breaks and stuff like that too but it's definitely important to have downtime we try and get away as much as we can just like city breaks and stuff Mm. and then just staying home see family and everything because we're both from Wicklow so it's just getting away, but you do have to have that time, definitely, because otherwise it would just consume you. It really, yeah. really would.
1: Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think in any industry, I have a lot of friends who would work in media or social media, mm. which is kind of what I what I used to primarily do. And sometimes I'll meet them for coffee and I'll be like, don't talk about work, don't talk. And literally yeah. within 10 minutes, like, did you see such and such on Instagram? <laughs> like, and you just can't because it's, I'm, you it's, know, it's kind of the, it's one of these big things that you have in
2: common now. Big time, it is. And it, I, it's the age we're in as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like social media is everywhere now and it just consumes our lives. But yeah, definitely. And and you are right, because before you even realise that you're back talking about work, you're talking mm. about work again. Do you know what mm. I mean? So, but like it can be good as well because you're, you know, like we're bashing out ideas on things or we could be watching something or, or walking somewhere and we'll see something like, oh my God, that would make a great print or oh, did you think about that? Or, you know, So, yeah, it's constant, but not in a bad way, you know,
1: yeah. So what's your, what's your bread and butter now, Jando? Is it is it screen printed, like art prints? Yeah, definitely. So
2: we're we're really fortunate. We're we stocked in over 70 stockists around the world, which is really, really great. But yeah, definitely it's the wholesale side of things that we mainly concentrate on. Like we've got some great stockists, like here in Dublin, you know, the Kilkenny Shop, uh, Jam Art Factory, National Gallery and so on. But yeah, what we absolutely love to do, so that, that, that is our bread and butter stuff. It's our main collection of work. But we love doing collaborations and then we'll do commission for pieces, uh, commission pieces for people as well so you know if someone's got a birthday coming up or a wedding or something like that you know it might be maybe the church they're getting married in or somewhere they met or something like that but yeah the commission pieces are are great because you know we get to do something a little bit different as well do you know Uh, because people you know I suppose they you know we're very nostalgic as people so you know it's it's you you'll pick a landmark or you'll pick somewhere that you know really resonates with somebody which is really good but but yeah right now we've got a new collection coming out later this year which is we're working on right now which is really really exciting but yeah definitely the bread and butter stuff is definitely our wholesale stuff which is great because you know I suppose we get the opportunities then to go in store meet our customers because they're really brutally honest which is brilliant they'll tell you exactly what they like and what they don't like but that's good mm. for us to hear too because you know it, it kind of it reels you back in if you're going a bit too far in one direction or so on you know so yeah
1: do you ever miss working I suppose in the corporate world or working in a bigger office no (laughs) oh no you do definitely I mean you know being self-employed
2: like I'm sure you know it's really isolating it can be really lonely and you know even if even though it is the two of us but we'll go for hours without even talking without even realizing do you know like we'll both you know for instance own could be working on it on a new illustration and he'll be listening to a podcast on I don't know true crime or something but then you know I might need to get a big order right so I'll have like you know Taylor Swift or somebody on my headphones do you know what I mean it's like mm. something that's that's kind of you know fast upbeat music that I can kind of just power through and, and get things done so but yeah definitely the social side of things you definitely miss but do you know we're very very fortunate we've got a lot of great friends in the industry and when we first started, we used to do a lot of the markets around town. So we got to meet everybody. You know, we were all growing at the same time. So we meet up for coffee all the time. And, you know, we go out and, and they come over and stuff. So that is good. But yeah, definitely kind of the social side of things you can definitely miss. But then having said that, the nine to five, Monday mornings, if you don't want to get up at ni- you know at eight o'clock for start work at nine, mm. you don't kind of have to, which is good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I often say that one of the best things about being self-employed, especially if you're in any kind of creative field, is that there's no timetable and when you must be creative. Yes. And that's a really difficult thing, I think, to get your head around if you're working in an office and they expect you, especially if you're doing something like design or graphic mm-hmm. design, you wake up and you're like, my brain doesn't switch on in that way until midday or like conveniently until five PM I know. It's time to go
2: home. <laughs> I know. No, you're so right. And and like, you know it's funny because, like, I'm not an early bird at all, whereas own absolutely would be. Where you know, so he'll get up really early and start working on something, and by the time you know, I'm kind of barely functioning. I'm kind of ready to go then, and it's great that we can kind of set our own times. Mm. And you know, it's like, um, you know, on Saturday, for instance, where we say, Do you know what, fuck let's not bother working today. Let's just have a movie day, and it's good to be able to set our own times. But then, you know, tonight, for instance, we could work till two o'clock in the morning and not even think about it. You know, so it is good not having those restrictions for Mm. sure. How many hours a week do you you think you work? Do you you ever sit down and work it out? I don't because I think if I thought about it, I would, yeah, have a heart attack, I'd say. Like we don't set, you know, rules and times. Mm. And there's some times where, you know, if we don't have a huge amount of commissions and stuff on, there might be a, a slower week that, you know, we'll be able to take a couple of days off or, you know, whatever. But Unfortunately, that's becoming less and less at the minute. You know, we're just finding that there aren't enough hours in the day sometimes. Mm. But that's a good thing. I think if it was the opposite way around, I think it might be a little bit scary. But, you know, with Brexit and everything coming up, like that's really scary. And But no, it's we don't really see it as work. And I know that sounds really, you know, but like we kind of don't. Because we just, we just love it. Like we really, really, like it's our whole lives. It's everything we do. And it's great as well that we have a, you know, we have our home studio too. Do you know what I mean? That, you know, if you want to just go for a nap in the afternoon, that's kind of cool. You can do that, you know? So, but yeah, I would hate to think in many hours a lot, I'd say. Do you do the kind of Elle
1: magazine thing of like getting up and putting on your work clothes? Um, it's okay to say no, because I work in no, my pajamas I, 80% <laughs> of the time.
2: No, I got these great slippers that I love. <laughs> <laughs> and very just, working girl Oh, they are just the bids and you know I'm trying to think of the name of them now. But I remember I found them on Instagram, like on a sponsored ad on Instagram. And I remember saying to Owen, "Oh, did you see those slippers that were on Instagram the other day?" And he's like, "No, which ones?" And I scroll Instagram, and then they just appeared again. You know the way ads like that appear on Instagram all the time. Mm-hmm. So I know now when I finish talking, I'm sure they'll be on my Instagram. I was it's just like,
1: about to say, like anybody who's listening <laughs> to this, just repeat the word slippers ten times. Absolutely, and, and you're like, going to click see your them. heels together, Absolutely. and they'll be and on your be Facebook.
2: But they're amazing. They're just... Are they
1: the kind of felted ones? Yes, they are. Yes. Yeah, with the colours. So I've, I've, s- I've seen them, yeah. Yeah,
2: like they're... I got them on sale Black Friday and they are just the biz. Like I think part of them have like the stuff that's in like, um you know, the wetsuits. Scuba. Scuba, scuba. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And there's like, you know, there's like wool inside and they're just the biz. They're just... So that's my yeah. So
1: that's a no to you. <laughs> to the like, do you put on your Jill Sanders suit to go and work from home? No, I
2: don't. I put on my slippers the biz. <laughs>
1: You mentioned that that you guys do a lot of collaborations. Mm. Um, Can you tell me a little bit about how that process works and do you find it difficult to, I suppose, tailor your creative vision to someone else's brand? Yeah,
2: well, yeah, definitely. And I suppose this is where um, myself and own we have this thing with ourselves that we kind of play good cop, bad cop. So I'm always the good cop. So you know Owen is quite reactionary for things where and that's not necessarily a bad thing either but whereas I'll be the one to say right okay let's just take all the information let's just process it and then we'll freak out or then we'll react whereas Owen's already gone and he's not even you know but I suppose you know probably that best example is is that Jemison collaboration I was telling you about and you know they wanted one piece but you know and it's so important for them and their brand identity but that mm. they needed they absolutely needed their their Pantone reference colors And Owen is like, I don't care. (laughs) I don't want them because they're not Jando. Like they're not our bright, punchy colours that we're known for. And then I'm like, well, tough shit, you just have to do it, you know. But then it was like by, you know, they they gave us free reign to do whatever we wanted. But yet we need these colours. And that's when he said, well, do you know what? Why don't we give them two options? And let's see what they go for. And then they went with both, which is amazing. Mm. But yeah, mm. there are times where it's like, well, no, you need to go with this exact color. And that's fine. What we'll always try and do is put our own spin on things. I suppose we're very, very fortunate that I think because, you know, anyone who approaches us to do something for them, they they know what we're about and they know what we do. So I think they, they wouldn't expect us to do anything that's completely in the opposite direction, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. People so are coming fortunate. to you because they like Jando, not because they like... This other brand exactly. that they want you to emulate. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Which is great. Tell me about yeah. um, a collaboration you have coming up so for we, summer 2020. Yeah, so we
2: have a big collaboration coming up with DFS it was mad actually we were due to do a big collaboration with them in October last year but to one thing another with work and then our own personal lives we were renovating so we had to move out of our apartment for for eight weeks and of course we were in full-on Christmas mode and we had to pull out which was devastating we really wanted to do it so they've asked us to do another one which is amazing so we're doing at the end of March and essentially what we're doing is we're designing a whole room with their furniture so we've picked this beautiful blush sofa And then we're creating an entire Jando room. So expect lots of punchy neons, but then we get to use our own artwork in
1: it as well, which is brilliant. Oh, wow. So So, like, will you be designing cushions and like, soft furnishings and, you know what I mean so
2: there what we have to do is we have to use their catalogue okay, of, yes, of yes. furniture pieces but then so in terms of then the, the finishing touches so like we were choosing a really cool retro lamp that I just adore and I want we're going to have a like our, our our signature Jando pink across one wall and then we're going to have our, our concrete moon collection which is by far my most our most favourite collection even though you're not allowed to even though you're not allowed to choose your favourites like your favourite child we definitely have favourites <laughs> I think so, every I think people even have favorite children they just don't admit it. Well, I'm definitely the most favorite in my family for sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't tell my sisters or my brother. Um, but uh, yeah, so we get to we get to choose the pieces we want in it, and they've just given us free reign. So it's amazing. We do a two day shoot at the end of March, and yeah, I can't wait. It's for their catalog, so like it's amazing. Like they're letting us do whatever we want. It's a case of choose whatever furniture you want, choose whatever room setting you want, and just go for it. And I mean that's mad that's great you should
1: have specified in the contract that you got one of everything damn it
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> I will I the I should next always time be there. I, yes definitely we'll have to have you for the next one for negotiator
1: <laughs> sure. but you know what that's a really good example your whole kind of relationship with DFS of being able to set limits for yourselves and go mm-hmm. no we can't do this and it's so great that they didn't then go we're never working with them again Do you know
2: you're so right and I have to say like you know it's you the way you get moments where you're like fuck jesus do you know i can't believe we're doing this i can't believe we said no i can't believe but then you know and this is actually where where it's great actually working with owen as in you remember i said a little while ago that owen's very reactionary Mm. where i'm the where he's like no we can't do it we don't have time it's not possible there's no point in doing something where we're only given 40 percent. it's going to reflect in the work that we do and they're never going to ask us back to anything ever again and yeah and we were delighted like we were really and and when we spoke to them about it they were so amazing and they were so understanding I think it was me I'd probably be like right whatever you know Um, and they were brilliant they really were and you're right like so soon afterwards and they're like listen we'll definitely you know get you on board for something else again and I was like, yeah, right, whatever, it, you know, and they did. And it was yeah. amazing. And they've been so great to work with. Like, they really, really have. And just free reign, you know, on whatever you want to do, just go for it. You know, as much colour as you can and as much jando as you can. And that's like, that's our dream. That's just yeah. amazing to, to just do what we love. Yeah,
1: yeah, brilliant. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're you're doing a lot of what you love, which is yeah, which is the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Julie, thank you so much for sitting down and talking to me. Thank you. Today, Where can people follow Jando on social media?
2: Yes, so we're on on Instagram. Obviously, it's Jando Design on Instagram. And then our website is jandodesign.com. But then our stock is, so we're in the Kilkenny Shop, Jam Art Factory,
1: National Gallery. Brilliant. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening to another episode of How To Be Sound. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, could you do me a favor and rate, review on iTunes? Because it really helps me with my ego, but also helps other people find the podcast and listen to it too. Thank you so much to my producer, Liam Gerrard whose own podcast, Meet Your Maker, you can find wherever you're listening to this or on meetyourmaker.ie. He also has another podcast called Petrified that has won awards, I hear. It's a kind of a fictionalized horror anthology, and it's very, very good, very smart, so you should listen to that too. As I said at the beginning, if you haven't already, check out my Patreon, patreon.com slash Rosemary And if you'd like to read some of my writing for free, I'm now writing on medium.com, so I think if you search my name, you can probably find my Author profile there. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.
0: How to be sound is a member of the Warren, the home of great Irish podcasts. For more, including my podcast, The Critter Shed, see the Warren.ie.